0: Hi this is Jenny Brown and I'm really glad you've tuned in to a series on challenging relationships. Relationships bring out our best and our worst and we can learn a lot from our most difficult relationship experiences. So I'm going to try to do that in this series. I'll be taking questions that I've been sent from people about their specific, most difficult relationship situations. And I'll be sharing some ideas from family systems thinking that may shed some light on the patterns in relationships that become very challenging. And most importantly, what is our own part or our own opportunity to bring something better to even the most difficult of relationships. And in every challenging relationship, remember that we're very focused on the other person and how difficult we find them. But one of the most important questions I've found over the years is to consider how I present a challenging relationship to many people in my life, in my family, in my community and friendship context and in my workplace. Not all the time but certainly when I am tense and anxious and can be awkward in relationships, I have certain patterns That I've learned to recognize that come to the fore and can present real challenges to the important people in my life. So that's something that I'm holding in view as I'm considering this topic. The first question that I'm going to tackle is on narcissism. I get asked quite a bit about narcissistic personality disorder. It does seem to me that a lot of people who find a a person in their family and in their life difficult, they go online and search for some of the traits that they're experiencing as difficult and they find this diagnosis of narcissistic personality that seems to tick a lot of boxes and the question that I've got today Is one of those situations. Here is the question, can you possibly address how efforts at growing yourself up are the same or different when facing a narcissistic individual? Many sources suggest that many times the best course of action is no contact which is obviously in direct opposition to suggestions in your book. I'd be really interested in hearing anything about this unique facet of growing yourself up. What a great question, really um, thought provoking. And the person who wrote me this question talks about discovering the label of narcissist for their own mother and how much clarity it gave them over the events of the last five or so years just bringing perfect sense to seeing that label on their mother. They write to me that the situation with their mum is what prompted them to initially read my book Growing Yourself Up and as they've been trying to implement the ideas in the book they've found that nothing has been positive, everything this person says is misinterpreted by their mother, history is rewritten, and then they find that it gets used against them. I wonder if you, any others out there can relate to that experience with a difficult member of their family, especially hard when it's a parent going back a generation. First of all, from Bowen Theory, it's really important to appreciate that any kind of label or diagnosis or category is not really fitting with family systems thinking, rather we all have various traits that could fit in a category and a diagnosis. Um, It's just that these traits sit on a continuum. And narcissism is one of those that sits on a continuum A quote that I really appreciate from Dr. Murray Bowen is, the human is a narcissistic creature who lives in the present and who is more interested in his own square inch of real estate and more devoted to fighting for his or her rights than in the multi-generational meaning of life itself. And I think Bowen captures something that we can all nod our heads to, is our own selfishness, self-referencing. And to earn the diagnosis of a personality disorder with narcissism attached to it, it would be an extreme version of seeing everything through the lens lens of self, self self-interest, self-sensitivity, self-perception, needs of self and it can be very, very difficult to relate to a person who so highly references everything through the lens of their own entitlement or their own needs or their own rights. But please stop and consider how all of us as humans have some of these traits Of selfishness and seeing things our way rather than being prepared to listen to and understand and respect how other people see things. So that's the first piece to dealing with someone who we label as narcissistic. For the person who wrote this question about their mother I think the important start in tackling this question is to appreciate that these traits of self-entitlement, self-referencing have grown up in a relationship system. They don't just exist within an individual in isolation. And what this means is that relationships over the years, perhaps in a mother's family of origin where parents anxiously gave them center stage and they became accustomed to being focused on and people making accommodations to their needs and they took this into adult relationships and possibly in their marriage and in their family of creation there were patterns of accommodation that continued to fuel and grow their way of operating in the world from self-interest and self-focus with seemingly an incapacity to have a sensitivity and empathy for other people. So the first step in understanding these difficult traits is to become curious about the patterns in which self-entitlement has been accommodated in the back and forth of anxious relationships. This comes out of a system and if there are ways of learning about a mother's family of origin and how they operated in their family, Were they particularly worried about by their parents? Were they especially special to one of their parents? Can be useful research to just appreciate how these particular traits have been intensified in the growing up years and in more recent years. So rather than just cut off and give up on contact with a difficult member of the family, I wonder if you might consider being curious about this member of the family and their relationship experiences over their growing up and their adult life. Curious about the generations that went before. Is there a pattern of managing insecurity as a family through focusing on specialness, importance, entitlement. Was that a theme going back over the family? Was it in response to adversity and significant challenges? Was it in response to the impact of immigration and moving from parents giving up a lot of their own status and opportunity to give their children lots of opportunities in life that can promote the idea of specialness in the child of um, immigrant parents. These might be some of the questions that can just generate curiosity as opposed to reactivity to the difficult person. And certainly just noticing when visiting mum and dad Visiting the mother who one finds difficult and just noticing how you respond. Becoming focused less on the difficult reactions of the other person and more an observer of one's own reactions. How sensitive am I to the way my mother views me? How do I react When those sensitivity buttons get pressed, do I distance, do I become withdrawn, do I become argumentative, do I triangle to other members of the family and gossip about how difficult I find my mother, which increases her sense of being sensitive to being left out or not approved of in the family these are the questions that can turn a very challenging relationship gradually into a more interesting relationship and might present some clues as to how we can work on ourselves in being with the person we experience as difficult. So there are a few ideas. The question of is it better just to cut off contact? I'm really careful to not give a black and white answer to that while in general the view is that staying in contact with even difficult members of our family of origin can be a really good platform for growing our own maturity by reducing our reactivities and sensitivities that we just have short visits we don't outstay our visits to the point where we become overwhelmed and negative, just short visits to observe self can be such a, a useful platform for increasing our own tolerance and capacity to deal with people who are very anxious and reactive and that can that benefit can go with us into all other relationship domains. However I do understand that there are certain situations where the costs of trying to stay in contact with a difficult person and some of the consequences and the reactive behaviors that are not appropriate behaviors um, that it may for some people in um, unusual circumstances to choose to refrain from contact perhaps for a short period or a medium-term period and that may be after a lot of thoughtful reflection, a mature decision that some people come to. However, I do think that considering taking space from a person we find challenging can be useful with the overall goal of regathering clarity, objectivity, and energy to reengage in a different way with family members in future. I'm gonna finish with a story about a client that I've worked with for some time who really struggled with his relationship with his mum as an adult male. He described visiting his mum who was on her own, his parents had split up when he was a teenager and he would be overwhelmed with his mother's blaming of everyone, her sense of martyrdom, nobody appreciates me, I do so much for all of you, for you and your siblings. He would try to connect with her and just find that every conversation came back towards her own complaint, her own vitriol, her own upset and her own self-absorption. Really difficult. It's, it's so unsatisfying to have a family visit with that kind of dynamic going on. He did a lot of work just working on himself and his reactions to his mum, working at humanizing her, understanding more her context growing up and the patterns that she might have been in with her own parents in the back and forth of relationships. And as time went on, he managed to be able to define himself calmly and more clearly when he visited his mum. I remember him reporting after a visit that he had said to his mum in the midst of a significant upset um, about him not doing enough for her, where he said something like, Mum, I know this is not your intention, but I find it so challenging. On these visits when I want to share some of my life with you and connect with you where I hear you and you get to hear me I just struggle at times to get a word in and when that happens for me so that I don't stay and begin to get resentful of you which I don't want I am going to politely let you know that I'm going to leave in five minutes and I'll come back. I'm committed to our visits but if I experience this kind of intensity where I can't connect and I start to feel resentful then I just want to let you know that I will end the visits Now, this is not a script that everyone can follow, but this is what this man worked out after a lot of reflection, a lot of research to understand his mother better and a lot of looking at what's my part in this relationship dynamic and how can I not continue on the pattern of silent accommodation? So it's a challenge of defining self calmly, clearly, objectively, while also staying connected which is the essence of maturity or differentiation of self. So some good food for thought. All relationships present many challenges and remember that it goes both ways. There are relationship situations where indeed we present many challenges for those who are close to us.